Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I, for one, was never worried. I was never nervous. At any point during this game, I never thought the Kansas City Chiefs were going to lose. As is evident by in the second half, when the Chiefs became underdogs, I put 25 bucks on the Chiefs' money line and won a cool 73. And at no time did I take the cash out because I believe in Patrick F. Mahomes. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs victory party. Adam Best, Sterling Holmes, Matt Verderam, Patrick Allen here to celebrate with you and our friends at Casey Beer Co., the Kansas City Beer Company, the sponsors of our podcast. Cheers to them. Fellas, it was not easy. It was a slugfest. Hats off to the Tennessee Titans defense. They were a hell of a lot better than I thought they were. But hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs defense, who really buckled down after an ugly first half and are really, along with number 15, the reason they won the game. Uh, let's get started with some uh, some quick hit reactions, and let's start with Arrowhead Attic founder, Adam Best. Yeah, for the first 55 minutes, that was kind of like the movie Rocky, right? The underdog, the tough underdog is taking it to the, the uh, Apollo Creed, right? But the last five minutes, it was more like what Rocky was based on. Muhammad Ali versus Chuck Wepner put him down in the 15th. And that's what Mahomes did. He took matters into his own hands. You know, the, the Thanos meme, I'll do it myself. That is my favorite Mahomes when he just says, I'm scrambling. You know, a lot of times I think he, he sits back there and wants to throw. He doesn't want to take a bunch of hits. But when he goes out there and says, fuck it, I'm winning this game. That yep. is my favorite Patrick Mahomes. And that's what we saw tonight. Sterling? Well, one, my mustache lives another day. I said if the Chiefs lose this game, it's getting shaved. But the defense, come on. I, we've harped on Spags a lot throughout his tenure here in Kansas City. But this season in particular, he's had massive changes in the second half. I don't know why he doesn't do it in the first half. They have a whole week to prepare. He had two weeks this time. That's not interesting, Sterling. That's not fun but, for anybody. But he he adjusted he listened to Verderam. He said, yeah, make Willis throw the ball. And Willis, in the overtime, uh, you know, the, the, when he had the ball, forgot he was allowed to throw. 
what the what was Willis doing? He forgot he was allowed <laughs> to throw the football. It made zero sense. It was that sick coverage in the back end. They didn't know what to do. Um, like, yeah, he looked lost. Huge shout out to Colin Saunders. My goodness, the entire yeah. defense, they stepped up that second half. That's who I'm giving my uh, early reaction to. All right. And Verderam? Um, through the second half and overtime, the Titans ran 27 offensive plays. They gained a total of seven yards. Oof. There you go. That's why they won. That's why they won the game. So, I mean, <clears throat> I have half a voice now because had they have lost this game, I was ready to climb up on the roof. I <laughs> look, I mean, defensively, they couldn't have been better late in the game. I mean, the first half, they were giving up over 10 yards of play. The second half of the game, literally, they were giving up a quarter yard per play. I mean, it, part of that was the, Willis couldn't throw the ball. Part of that was they got some sacks. I thought the two plays in that game that completely altered the end result was Nick Bolton on that screen pass. Finally, like, and I'm not saying quickly, but finally, like, just aggressively getting downhill and and not and just trusting his eyes, which is what makes him really good. Like, just going for it. You know, I think at times with, with Gabe being in and out and whatever, like up front they haven't been as good at getting off blocks. He's been tentative. He wasn't tentative. He shot that play, threw him for a loss, got him out of the field goal range. And then obviously, listen, what was it? Third and 20, third and 18 when Mahomes ran. I don't know what it is with playing the Titans. He turns into he turns into Sayers. I, it's unbelievable. But that play to me, that it felt like going 93 yards was like going 293 yards. And when he did that, it changed everything. Also, huge shout out to Noah Gray in overtime. I mean, that is one of the great catches you'll ever see a Chief make. I mean, that was up in the air, guy draped all over him, the whole deal. Stayed with it. But the bottom line, look, they won. I mean, I, I'm i a big believer in the NFL. Like, you win or you lose. You, like it's, and, and by that, I mean, I don't mean the obvious, like you win or you lose. Like, I mean, it, one week very rarely carries over to the next week. Like, every game's different. Styles make fights, you know, whatever, the health, all that stuff, weather. This game has no bearing on whether or not they're going to play great or, or bad against Jacksonville. None. Like, they had to win this game. And as bad as they were offensively for much of the night, despite, by the way, racking up 499 yards, they were absolutely drop-dead brilliant the second half of the game defensively. And that counts as much as the offense. They won. I give them, I give them credit for not giving up, not giving in. That, and that interception could have been a turning point. It wasn't. Kudos to them. You got some uh, some business to get to really quickly. Um, shout out to uh, our guy Sloth Style, one of our members. Uh, gifted five memberships if you want to become a part of the Chiefs community. We were all going nuts in the private Discord watching this game. Um, got a little heated, had a lot of fun. Um, Consider becoming a member, and, and you can you can hop on board right now with these five subs that Sloth Style gifted. Um, that's the kind of community we have here. Our own members are paying to bring more of you in to the party. Um, shout out to Austin Choi uh, for the super chat. We all need to pour one out for no, that Noah Gray catch. Damn. Amen to that, brother. Uh, shout out to uh, TPT Chiefs football podcast for the super chat. Sterling gets to keep his mustache, and it's always a battle with Tennessee. Defense played well in the second half. Mahomes is him. MVP, MVP, MVP. Certainly helped his MVP case with that second half. Uh, and then uh, MT for the super chat. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, look, I got to say – I'm kind like 
since the Chiefs won, they really needed another AFC win, right, under their belt. They, they lost two AFC games already, not good. Um, so now they get another AFC game. That'll help them in some tiebreakers down the line. But I'm kind of glad now that they won that they had this slugfest. Like, they beat the crap out of the 49ers. Th- these are character-building wins. Like, defense – Defenses stop great offenses. So for, for them to be a great offense, they need to be able to go out, get smacked in the mouth over and over and over again, get hit hard and find a way to make it happen. And that's what they did. Like shout out to the Tennessee defense, man. I mean, those guys all game long, they had to have been so damn gassed in that second half. They didn't do anything offensively. And all the way up until the end, they were fighting tooth and nail, trying to keep the Chiefs out of the end zone. They did a great job of it. Uh, it's a good character building win for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, again, Verderam always says the best. What matters is you win. You don't look back when you're in the playoffs and say, well, how much did you beat the Tennessee Titans by in week nine? It doesn't matter. You have to find a way to come away with the win. The Chiefs were able to do that. The wild part was, at times, the offense looked, I don't want to say unstoppable, but at times you're sitting here going, wow, they, the offense is rolling. Mahomes throwing for all this yards. And then you look at the scoreboard and you're losing. It was a wild, inconsistent game on both sides of the ball. Obviously, the first half defense, I don't think, did a great job. Second half was night and day. Offense had a little the same thing. But Mahomes, end of the day, said, over my dead body. He found a way to get it done. And that's what incredible, elite, best quarterback in the NFL does. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can we give a shout out to Juju Smith-Schuster too? I think we really could have used Juju during that Bengals game in the playoffs. Just a tough son of a bitch who will sit there, take a hit, hold on. 
really comes up huge when you need someone to get open. During the second half, they just had our receivers on lock. MVS was, you know, on the back of a milk curtain. But Juju kind of took the place of Kelsey there. I know they were kind of saying that on the uh, broadcast. And on the other on the other side, offensively, you can't lose to a team that only completes five passes. They did not complete a pass to a wide receiver. You think they missed AJ Brown tonight? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That I'm was not sure uh, what, what they were thinking there. Shout out, sad. Shout, shout out to uh, uh, Dubow. Dubow for the super chat. Extend Juju now. Um, yeah, I think they got to consider it. Shout out to Havoc for the super chat. Uh, this is a Titans win to me, considering Willis started. Uh, funny. Um, toxic frenzy. Uh, Mahomes, 500 total yards, two touchdowns when it felt like all night receivers couldn't catch. Uh, running game didn't exist is nuts. Yeah, they got. We, we'll talk about the running game a little bit later. But I mean, I think you're right, Adam. Juju, like, he matched Kelsey with 10 receptions, 88 yards, 8.8 average. So many of those where he him, he was just running out, sitting down, catching the ball. But the thing that makes him special is that when he almost like a tight end, when he gets that ball, he turns around and he he gets you four or five more yards, just putting his head down, holding on to the football and running hard. And he did it over and over and over again. And I'll say too, a lot of guys made some big catches towards the end of that game. So not not accurate balls by Mahomes. Uh, and those guys made some really, really great catches behind them. Super, super excited that they got out of that one with a victory. Yeah, look, they won. Um, defensively, they they did really what I thought they should have done the first half, which was basically just beg him to throw the football. Just beg it to happen. I mean, look, I'm not, you know, listen, Willis is doing the best he can, right? I mean, he's, he is not ready to play yet. Willis, after his first pass of the game, went for 48 yards because he couldn't tackle a tight end screen, okay? Was four of fifteen for thirty-two yards. I mean, make him throw, make him throw the football. Second yeah. half of the game, they shut Henry down. Willis did not take off, and they basically just put a million guys in the box and said, "Go ahead, go ahead." And you know what? Also, I think one thing House has to be said. I'm ready to to see less of Derek Naughty and like a lot more of Colin Saunders. Yes. Get him on. The yeah. That guy is a wrecking crew inside. And I don't care. Like, well, you know, every once in a while he gets out of his gap. That's nice. You know what? Chris Jones <laughs> used to get out of his gap all the time. And everybody, but, well, you know, he's out of his gap. It's like, okay, look, it reminds me of a story. Lawrence Taylor, early on in his career, I think it was his rookie year, maybe, maybe like second or third year, early. They're playing the St. Louis Cardinals. He blitzes and he sacks Neil Lomax. And he's coming off the field, and Bill Parcells is screaming at him because he's like, Lawrence, that's not it's not what you know, we're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be dropping the coverage. What are you doing? Okay, sorry. You know, whatever. Next drive. Goes out there, third down, does it again. Blitzes, sacks him again. This time they force a fumble, right? Comes off the field and Marcel's is looking at him. And Lawrence was like, I did it again, right? He's like, yeah, you did it again. He's like, he's like, we don't even have that play in the in the defense. He's like, well, you ought to create it because it's a really good one. Like Sometimes good player like not look, Colin Saunders is not Lawrence Taylor, but sometimes great players are great like are, are, are really great athletes. But Saunders is a great athlete. It's like they just do things that like yeah, maybe it's not perfectly drawn up, but they're really good at it. Like there's just he's really good at knifing in. He was great at the end of the game. Chris Jones is a monster the second half of the game. Dunlap had a sack. Karloftis was all over the place toward the like that game switched 
because their defense gave them the ball back over and over and over. I mean, how many times did the defense stop them in that game, the second half, and the Chiefs got the ball and did nothing? I mean, it had to have been – so. here, this is how the game goes. Second half, punt by Tennessee, three and out. Chiefs throw a pick. Four plays and a field goal for the Titans. Chiefs go 10 plays, 55 yards. Butker misses a field goal. Punt, negative two yards. Chiefs get the ball back. Four plays, eight yards, they punt. Titans go three and out again. Chiefs go three and out. Titans go five and out. Chiefs finally score a touchdown, and then a punt and a punt and a punt, and then the Chiefs don't score at the end of the half. So the Chiefs started the second quarter. Pick, missed field goal, punt, punt. And the Chiefs defense just kept giving them the ball back, and that's why they won. They eventually yeah. just made it work. It was seven straight possessions without the Chiefs offense scoring. Seven. They figured it out. They figured it out. Hey, listen, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm not asking for this for me. If you think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the NFL right now, hit the like button. Every one of those is a vote. I want to see how many votes we get for Patrick Mahomes for MVP. Hit that like button if you think he's, as, as somebody said in the, one of the Super Chats, him. We got a couple more Super Chats to get to really quickly. Um, uh, Richard, uh, Edric said, thank you, Edric. Uh, appreciate you, man. Um, the clock change made this Sunday night feel particularly exhausting, but we did it. Love you guys. Love the kingdom. Let uh, uh, all the all the glossy-eyed smiling at work tomorrow. I'll be. Um, Slostow, our guy, appreciate you, man. How many times has a quarterback hit 11 different receivers? Patrick Mahomes, 15 for MVP. Um, checking in on those votes for, for Patrick Mahomes. Wow, 100. We've got 100 more. Now we're at 227. Um, so we went from 100 to 236. If you think Mahomes is the MVP, like this video. Um, and we got one more super chat from John. Uh, Chris Jones just said, shut up, clown to Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's real or not. Um, I hope it is. Oh, no, it's um, real. And then somebody responded real? with, you know, respect your uncle, goat. And he's like, he's not my uncle. So, <laughs> maybe we get him on live. Yeah, let's get him back on yeah, here again. Get him That's back great. On. Big thoughts on Shannon Sharp? Yeah, yeah, tell him to get in here from the locker room. Uh, that, Come on, big nine five. To 259, to 268 votes Mahomes for MVP. If you think Mahomes is the MVP, like this video. Um, we got a couple more Super Chats. They're coming in fast and furious, so I'm going to try to get to them all. Um, uh, Dan North, thank you for the super chat. Said, uh, "What did Tennessee figure out about our offense that we struggled so much?" We'll, I think we'll get to that in one second. I want to get to one more. Uh, if Buck uh, from from Bumpa BB, uh, the super chat. If Butker made kicks, we wouldn't be in that position. Fair point. Str- yeah. Tough night for Butker. But like, let's mm. let's answer Dan's question here. Um, I'm, uh, um, oh, holy shit! Hold on, real quick, Dan. Derek Watson, a ninety nine dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Um, my hat tip to you, awesome, sir. Man. Thank you. Um, appreciate you. you. You have no idea how much that stuff means to us, all of you. Um, any Super Chats. Um, for Dan's question, what did Tennessee figure out about our offense that we struggled so much? Verderham, what, did, did, did they come up with some magic no, formula? Or? Nothing. Nothing. They were really physical. And the Chiefs offensive line in that game, and I'm going to – look, I have – I think at times he's gotten a bad rap this year. Orlando Brown was atrocious in that game. I mean, just flat got his ass kicked for four quarters. There is no – there was one play 
he got like forklifted off the ground. It might have been the play where Mahomes missed that shot to Kelsey at the, toward the end of the game. They would have put him in the last drive of the fourth quarter. Like, like literally up off the ground. Wiley was off him. Humphrey had an assignment in, in overtime where he just didn't block the guy. Now, I don't know if that was they were supposed to slide or what. I mean, you don't know. So, like, I hate to always like, blame a guy because you don't know how it's supposed to go. But look, like, the, the one thing with the Titans, they are a physical team. Like, I will give this for, to Tennessee. And I was actually going to say this, assuming the Titans had won if, if, if they had. The one thing about the Titans I have a ton of respect for, they know exactly who they are. That team doesn't try to be anything they're not. They're physical as hell. I, in some ways, in a weird way, give them credit. They basically just say, we're going to mug you all night down the field. Make, call it. Go ahead and call it. We're going to make – I mean, the two-point conversion where there was like five flags, the first one, the first attempt, that was hilarious. Like, if you watch that, they literally just took Hardman and threw it. They were like, whatever, maybe they won't call it. You know, I mean <laughs> – that was a good strategy, actually. It was. Like, I, yeah, I, I, honest it. to God. How many times is Christian Fulton early? Yeah. I mean, they just said in that game, you're not calling them at all. You're not going to call every one of them. We're going to mug you. We're gonna, I mean, the, the Pats of Belichick just said to the Colts all the time. They did it to the Chiefs. They used to talk to the game a handful of years ago where they just, they're going to get up on you. They're going to be physical. I give Tennessee credit for coming in and just saying, look, we're going to run the ball like crazy. We're going to smack you in the mouth. And we're going to find a way to keep the game interesting. And they damn near won it. It took Mahomes making a couple of phenomenal plays and the defense just being lights out in the second half. That's it. That's how they won the game. Oh, we got a, a, a few more Super Chats. And also, again, we're doing a tally here. For anybody who thinks Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the NFL, like this post on YouTube. There's over 1,000 of you watching. We're at 342 for the count. I think that there's a few more votes for Mahomes out there with 1,000 people, unless there's a, you know 600 Titans fans watching this, uh, which I don't think there are. A couple more Super Chats to get to. Again, I want to shout out Derek Watson. Bro, thank you so much. Um, Jason Gibbs, uh, let's go Chiefs hard-fought win. Our guy Shane Falco, uh, lack of run threat makes us too easy to defend, especially when opposing defenses can get pressure with three or four and drop everyone else into coverage. And it's a fair point. I think we're going to have to talk about the run a little bit later, but let's keep celebrating for a little bit longer. And KC and OKC uh, appreciate the Super Chat as well. I also saw somebody out in London. It's 5 a.m. You stayed up to watch the Chiefs game. That, that's what I love, man. That's why I love Chiefs Kingdom. We're, we're worldwide. You got people in London staying up all damn night to watch the Chiefs game. One more super chat from our guy, Jalen Butler. Love the podcast and owe it a review. Credit to uh, the Titans and their defense played tough and gritty and made it a dog fight. Um, Chiefs offense looked very vulnerable and it worried me. Thank you. Thank you for Mahomes, but I'm worried a bit. Adam, any, are you worried? No, I'm a little bit worried about our um, offensive line and our receivers ability to get open. I'm a little bit worried that, uh, I'm running out of excuses for Sky Moore. That's something I'm a little bit worried about. But it was good not to see him back there on, on punt return. Kadarius Tony looked um, pretty spry in limited action. I think he could add a missing ingredient to uh, just a receiving core that looked a little lost at times tonight. MBS, we- you know, just wasn't wasn't making his presence felt. I feel like other than Juju. MB- I feel like MVS is going to be it, it, it's going to be hit like or miss. MVS wasn't 
Green Bay, right? Every once in a while, he'll break out for a 100-yard game, right? And then and then you'll have some games like this, and you'll have a few three-catch, 40-yard nights. I think but that, where are the 60, 70-yard touchdown bombs that we signed him for? We're more than halfway into the season, and we still don't have one of those. We're paying him $10 million a year to deliver that. I'd like to see more out of him, but I'll cut it. the Titans were dropping people back. You know, like they were trying not to give up the big pass in this game. They were trying. That's what they wanted. They wanted the Chiefs to dink and dunk the ball down the field, right? They wanted to make it ugly, get down in the mud, play physical, no big plays. Um, so, you know, that that takes away an MVS. Uh, Sterling, are you worried about the offense? I'm worried about the tackles, and that's about it. I, I'm very worried about Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. Neither look good. Neither have shown any consistency all season long. All of a sudden, it looks like, you know, Orlando Brown Jr. is starting to turn a corner, and then he reverts back to this. There's been no consistency. You're hoping that Lucas Niang, you're maybe Darian Kennard, but I think you're putting your, your eggs in the Lucas Niang healthy. Hopefully, he can fill in at right tackle and be an upgrade over Andrew Wiley. But Mahomes had no time, and I don't understand – they spent all this draft capital, all this monetary value on the offensive line, especially the interior. They're so good on paper, right? Why can't they run? Now, RPOs, I think, are an issue. I think RPOs are a massive issue. We saw uh, Andrew Wiley as well as Creed Humphrey down the field uh, getting a what, illegal touching, whatever it is, illegal blocker downfield. That happened twice, and Allegretti almost got called for it late, but it was called back because he was uh, he was eligible. But the RPO is really, in my opinion, hurting the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I, I want to talk about the run in a second, but I want to hear from Verderam on this because I feel a little bit differently, Verderam. I feel like, yes, the tackle struggles sometimes, but I actually felt like Mahomes had time in this game. I think I felt like there were a lot of coverage sacks in this game. They were dropping everybody back. Guys weren't getting open. He had time, one, two, three, to go through a couple reads, and then and then the, the rush got to him. But I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. I, th- I thought their, their tackles were awful in this game. I, I thought you're not wrong in the sense there were a lot of times he was able to hold the ball. Um, but I'm going to say this again for what probably this year is about the 874th time. When you cannot run the fucking ball, you put your tackles in a position where you are just – getting teed off on they tonight on designed runs ran the ball 13 times for 14 yards. I mean, you, no one's going to respect it. Nobody cares. They're just going to come at you a hundred miles an hour. And the Titans have a good front. Autry's a very good player. Simmons is a fantastic player, right? I mean, Bud Dupree, he was, he, he missed part of the game. He's a good player. Obviously they don't have Harold Landry's out for the year. They can't run. And again, like you need to be – I am to the point with Orlando Brown. I wanted to see the bye week because I figured, look, he's been banged up. Give him a bye week. I would at least consider the idea of making Allegretti the starting left guard, putting Tooney at left tackle, and kicking Brown to right tackle. And if he doesn't like it, he can sit on the bench. I'm, I'm dead serious. I, re- I, I tell him – put. Get your rear end at right tackle. That's who you're playing. And if you don't want to play there, you can play left bench. Sit down. Because it's to a point where you're trying to win games. I'm not even saying I'm to the point where I would definitely do that. But I'd be in meeting rooms with the coaching staff talking about it. Like, how do we feel about this? 
Maybe you approach Joe Tooney one-on-one privately and say, how do you feel about that? Like if the coaching staff's on board. So I would at least consider it. I would think about it. Now, look, if they just come to the decision, hey, look, we don't want to screw with the interior, and fine, fine. I would at least think about that. I'd also give Eric Fisher a call at this point, and how healthy are you? Like, are you healthy? He was bad last year in Indianapolis, coming off the Achilles. If he looks the way he looked in Indy, I'm not making that call, okay? I'd at least kick the tires. Like, I'm to the point when Niang comes back, like, Niang's got to get a look. If he's any close to healthy, I mean, it's to a point where you you just can't continue down this road. Look, it's not like – it'd be one thing if Brown was such a great run blocker. You're like, well, that's the only way we're going to run. He's not. They're not running for a yard. So I'm to the point, what 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 is there to – you know, there's nothing lost at least talking about it. You don't want to find um, – Allegretti's good enough to start. Like, he's not a bad player. I'm not saying he's Joe Tooney, but would you rather have Allegretti and Tooney or would you rather have Brown and Tooney? Now, maybe you'd rather have Brown and Tooney. That's fine. I hear that. But it's it's a conversation, I think, at this point, that it, it is worth having after watching Brown just be put on ice skates for four and a half quarters tonight. Allegretti's going to look a lot better, too, playing between Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey. Right? Stud like sandwich. Yeah, I mean that's that helps. It helps when you're when yeah, you're between course. two really great players. Um, but we had a super chat and a, and a good question. I thought from from Joel Horner. Appreciate you, Joel. Minus pass rush. What are teams going to learn from watching the Titans' strategy tonight? Will it be anything like the cover two shell Tampa defense used in the Super Bowl? Again, I'll be brief on this. Again, it was nothing that they did that was special. They're really physical up front. They have good linebackers in Long and Cunningham. Bayard is a very, very good safety, like an all-pro level safety. And Vrabel, say what you want, is a really good head coach. So all those things combined, the Chiefs struggled with it. I thought that this would be a game where the Chiefs would get a lead, which they did, 9-0. And then I thought they would just extend because they would just run blitz the hell out of them. And and I thought Tennessee would gas out the fan. I just thought the game would just get into, into one of those spots where Tennessee really didn't have much of an answer. The, the problem was in the first half of the game, the Chiefs couldn't stop anything. So it became a, a very sideways affair for them. But no, I don't think Tennessee – it wasn't schematic. It was, we're going to play bully ball, and you have to match that. Now, like, look, the Bills could want to do that all they want. The Bills can't play that way. They're not, they're not that kind of team. You can only play the way you can play. And by the way, Tampa Bay likes to do that, and the Chiefs lit them up. A lot of what happened tonight, too, was self-inflicted bullshit. Penalties, a turnover. The Chiefs had 500 yards. I mean, a lot right. of it was just dumb errors early in the game that set them back, and they beat themselves. And then, and I'll also give the Titans credit, but the Chiefs made a lot of mistakes, missed kicks, all that stuff. We- I do think the, the physicality, though, does play a at least a part in this, and that's what they try to do. You notice Travis Kelsey was winded into the game. They were beating him up time and time again, and I do think that's a, a strategy that, yes, not all teams can implement, but it's something that the Titans and a few other teams around the league could do. Uh, it's just getting up in them. Make the refs call penalties nonstop. Make yeah. them do it. Uh, eventually... Cleet Blakeman is going to get tired. And by the way, do you think his kids are like, that's my dad. That's my dad throwing that flag 37 times out yeah. there. It's like, but, 
It's like it's like Babe Ruth promising the kid in the hospital, you know, that he'd hit a home run. Cleet Blakeman was over at the children's hospital before the game. He said, will you throw 37 flags? It's my, it's my make a wish. I mean, for goodness sake, but look, I like, I, I said something at halftime and I'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts on it. I said, I felt like the chief's defense was being actually a little too aggressive and they were overrunning, trying to get tackles in the backfield. And I thought that they just needed to kind of just hold their ground a little bit let the play develop, and then make the tackle, even if it was for two or three yards. I felt like they did that in the second half. Did you guys feel like – like what was the change for them defensively in the second half? I think they gave a little less respect to Malik Willis. Yeah. And they just – you know, Spag said, we're just going to bring it. We're going to make the kid beat us. And he couldn't. To me, that was the difference. I felt like they were more like – when he tried to run those option plays, they were ready for it. Right. Like when he when he sprinted out, they were really disciplined. They weren't over pursuing where they got caught early in the game. They were upfield. He was around them. They couldn't catch up. They had Dunlap out there, uh, who is somebody else I shouted out earlier in the in the one of the shows saying, I think, you know, he could make a difference. Um, So credit to the Chiefs defense. They got more disciplined. Um, By the way, we are we are counting MVP votes for Patrick Mahomes. So if you think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the NFL, like this video, there's 423 votes so far. We want to see how many votes we can get for Pat for MVP. These these will be official, by the way. You are now official MVP voters. We will send this into the league, and uh, and yeah, <laughs> they count towards his MVP. Case. Another n- note on Malik Willis: that guy can scoot, and there's not a lot of tape on him. Last week against the Texans, he wasn't asked to do a lot. He was basically a handoff machine. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think they got caught off guard a little bit. They're like, wow, that dude can move. And once they settled in and kind of figured out what he was, he had nothing for him, you know? And they really, they had, they had two plays to run with him, right? It was for, for the most part, it was handoff or run that option. And then try, hopefully don't, don't get in passing situations. So the chiefs did, uh, took him a little longer than I think we would have liked to adapt, but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's one of these guys that you see on, you see him running around out there and you're like, God, I hope he never figures out how to throw the ball. <laughs> I'm almost I would also to everything. I'm just, I'm, I'm reach talking right now and I'm just trying to see, I didn't see any update on Jalen Watson. So I was curious um, to think with him. Uh, it just says uh, Jalen Watson got dirt in his eye and Deion Bush tweaked his knee a little bit. So there you go. Finally found it. Scrolled down quite a bit because they're already on Nick Bolton right now talking. Um, my my one criticism I will say defensively tonight, and I, I basically screamed this for 10 minutes at halftime. Why does it take so long to figure it out? Like, why does it take till halftime for them to be the steel curtain? Like, what did you think coming into this game? Were you, what were you like in the meeting room all sitting there going, you know, shit, I he might he might just torch just throwing the football. I I mean, your corners are excellent. They didn't have one wide receiver reception tonight not one and you're sitting in this game where like you know they're showing these henry runs and the chiefs are sitting too high like what are you doing why are you like there should be like one of those that have like remember the they probably still have i don't i've never had to buy one like the collars for the dogs when they go when they go to go over the, the fence you know the invisible fence underneath and it's just, oh yeah the shock collar so my cousin put one on and do that once. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But regardless, look, like 
they really – somebody should up top have like a shock collar. So every time you're playing a team that all they can do is run the ball and the Chiefs are in too high, it's just, you just start buzzing it immediately. Like, <laughs> Who should you out. buzz there, the players or Spags? Just give it to a fan. I don't even care. Like, no, no it should be on Spags. Like, hey, look, yeah. man, and, I, and I'm a Spags defender. I really am. But, like, that stuff to me – and look, maybe he'd say, Matt, you don't know crap, and this is why I did it. I go, yeah, you know what, you're right. You're right. But from from my vantage point, I can't understand why you would not play single high and just say, go ahead, man. And if you prove that you can beat me, I'll adjust. But I'm not going to sit and – it's, like it's like if going into a game against the Chiefs, a team went, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take away the run. Go ahead, Mahomes. Beat me. Single high, right. baby. Big. Okay. Awesome. Like – it shouldn't have to happen. You should just be just chief. Probably should play too high on it, right? Like, I mean, the 20 uh, last year's Raiders strategy yes. against the Chiefs. The Raiders, who not only did it once, <laughs> twice, were like, we don't care. Single high. And the Chiefs were like, awesome. We're going to score 45 a game. I just don't understand the thought process that goes into you have Derrick Henry and Werner Am's your second best receiver. <laughs> and guess what? Too high, baby. Like, how? Why? You don't have a lot of tape on Verteram, though. You get, you know, you sneak up on some people. Slow and old. We can tell. That's we the part tell. I don't get. They had the carcass of Robert Woods and a bunch of UPS drivers out there. It's not I just was... Malik Willis. It, it's no. make those guys beat you. They're, they can't. But- but Spags does this, and I've said this time and time again, especially this season. He adjusts in the second half, but it's almost as if he wants to trust his guys so much that first half. This is what we worked on. This is what we do normally. Well, let's see if you guys can do it. And then once it's not working, then he adjusts. We, we saw it against Mike Evans with the double team. We didn't see it with Jamar Chase, but we see it against Devontae Adams, against the Raiders the first half. What happened? Single guy, you're you're getting singled. What happened second half? Well, now you're getting bracketed. Like that was, I don't know why it takes him a whole half to figure it out, but I think it's because he has so much faith in his guys. He wants to give them a chance to prove they can do it. And then all of a sudden. It's almost like he's in a bad Jim Carrey movie where he is, the universe physically will not let him make adjustments until the second half. I don't understand it. We've seen it so many times from Spags. It's just genuinely like, I understand if you come out in a game and a team just goes completely against who they are and they just really catch you off. Like I remember that that Colts game a handful of years ago with Brissett on Sunday Night Football and the Colts the whole year were like the biggest cover two team in the league. And everybody in the world is like their zone, their cover two, their cover two, their cover two. And then they came out and played man the whole night. And it just, the Chiefs were completely unprepared for it because they hadn't shown it all year. I understand that to some extent. What, what I don't understand is coming into the game and Tennessee's just like, this is who we are. We've been this for five years. Here it comes. And Spag's on the sideline being like, shit, did you know they were going to run the ball? I Better, better adjust at the half. Like, Steve, how, what is happening? Like, I, yeah. you know, or if they had eight guys in the box and they were just getting run over. Okay, that's in the players, which, by the way, it was a few times. Okay, it was a few times. But that all said, the game is 60 minutes. Tonight it was more than 60 minutes. I was extremely impressed by the defense showing up in the second half of that game 
when for all the world it looked like they were just going to get run over. And they and they stood up. By the way, not just the second half, because they had a drive. The, the hairiest part of that game in some ways, the Chiefs went three and out, down 14 to nine. They punted. And the Titans got the ball back, and they had a chance to score, and they get the ball to half. And that would have really put the Chiefs in a spot they weren't coming back from. And the defense bowed up and stopped them. And look, we could talk about Mahomes, who, by the way, counted for over 500 yards tonight. Now he threw the ball 68 times, turned to a college game. But we could talk about a lot of stuff. None of this has to do with Mahomes. I shouldn't say, not none of it. Mahomes is not the reason they won. The reason they won tonight was their defense in the second half of that game. I mean, just abs- and people can sit there and say, well, it's Malik Willis, it's one dimensional. That's fine. I mean, the Titans have been one dimensional for years. They win a lot of football games. Yeah. The Chiefs put it, I mean, I don't care who you could be playing Vanderbilt seven yards in the second half in overtime, seven yards. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, just the odds on play, you know, hey, you're going to hit some guy for a slant for 12 yards, seven yards. I mean, yeah. that, that is talking regardless of who you're playing against yeah it's an nfl team out there by the way adam you insulted Derek watson our super chat no, guy no i didn't i didn't UPS I, I, I love you weren't saying class UPS drivers are bad you're just saying I, I just picked a profession you know <laughs> could be sports next time go with like proctologists okay i don't think we have any proctologists proctologists just go with sports writers the, the oh, worst, yeah, that's a good the worst yeah. dressed most out of shape people in the world you know i mean <laughs> boom like, just yeah. be on my pack, pack That's podcasters. Fine. I love it. I love it. Um, so let's talk some some more of the good here. I want to I want to spend some time talking about Patrick Mahomes. By the way, who we're we're, we're holding a poll for MVP. If he uh, we want to get him to 500 votes here, we got 461 votes. Just like this video, these are official MVP votes. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat say, "Patrick, Allen, we know what you're doing, and we're okay with it. That's good." Um, but let's talk about QB1 here. 43 of 68 for 446 yards. Really gutted it out. A touch, an interception that wasn't his fault. Um, and, uh, you know, six carries for 63 yards and a 10 and a half yard average and a rushing touchdown, which, by the way, is better than Derrick Henry's 6.8 yards per carry. So we all know who the better running back is. But can we just talk about it really seems like whenever the Chiefs – there's so much that Mahomes can do, right? Throwing the football, the off-platform stuff, the arm angles, all the stuff that makes him brilliant. But it seems like in these big games, he's done it against the Titans, he's done it against the Bills. When the chips are down, the X factor for the Chiefs is Mahomes' ability to escape the pocket and run for yards and also generally take care of himself doing it. How important – and anybody who wants to can take this one, but how important is – Mahomes' ability to run when he needs to. How important is that to this Chiefs team and their success? It's huge, but somehow it always catches teams off guard. I mean, he's done it enough by now. You would think when in these massive moments, a team would be like, hey, you can't let him run by us. What's he do? He runs by you. I, I also say his arm being so, so good, the fact he can throw from all different platforms, all different arm angles, you almost can't put a spy on him. You're always trying to bracket Travis Kelsey. You're always having four wide receivers for the most part out there. It's difficult. And so you can't put a guy on him, and he he knows. That that one uh, on the the second run he had, 
right, later on in the game, on the, on the touchdown run, you knew he was running. He motioned a guy over and goes, yep, I'm cutting up this way. It's like what Lamar Jackson does. But Patrick yeah. Mahomes was doing it. He knew I'm, we're struggling through the air right now. I'm having not a ton of time back here. I'm going to win this with my legs. That's what a great quarterback does. They find a weakness and they exploit it. I also think he just has insane spatial awareness. And like many of the greats, the game just slows down for him. Yeah. It's kind of uncanny. It's hard to explain, but he just sees the field in a way few players see the field. Yeah, because he's not like he's not out there juking. I mean, he's got some moves, but like he, you know, he's not moving like Lamar, right? Like he's he runs you know, he runs like one shoelaces untied. <laughs> like he just, or like he doesn't want to spill his beer. I heard yeah, that before. He, he, <laughs> he, he runs he runs as though like something's somewhat wrong, but it doesn't matter. By the way, Oregon's asking if he's the leading rusher of the game tonight. He's not. Henry at 115, Mahomes at 63, by far the leading rush for the Chiefs because the next highest total was five. Uh, you know, the, to me, again, that was the, the biggest the biggest two plays of the game. And you could throw Gray's catcher. And by the way, Mahomes is talking right now at the podium, and he's saying flat out that he wants to get no Gray the ball a lot more, um, which is interesting. I, I thought that a couple big ones – and by the way, we didn't even talk about this because it got lost in the shuffle. If this didn't work, it would have been all we were talking about. That fourth and inches by Andy with a minute to go in the game, that's one of those, like, it better work. Because yeah. if it doesn't, you're, you're toast for the whole week. I mean, stones to run that play. And they got the it. Sam Cassell right dance, right? Yeah, you carry it around. But he knew the situation, right? Like – and that's where that you throw out the analytics and all that stuff. He's been watching the whole game. He knows a lot of football and he's like, we need to try to win this game. He did the same thing in overtime when they went for it on fourth down and ended up having to kick the field goal anyway, but I loved it. Like I was, you know, it was, it was nerve wracking, but don't give the other team the ball when you need to win the game, when you need a, a short amount of yardage and you've got the best quarterback on the planet and the best play caller on the planet. Like just, just go win the fucking game. I actually, the only time I'm with you, I would have punted the ball in regulation because I felt like the Titans could move the ball. I would have just, I would have at that point said, you know, we'll play for overtime. I'm not giving you a short field. No, they want, they whatever, they got it. Okay, like this is a results based league. You know, I always love these people who are like, well, you know, the result wasn't there, but the process was good. Great. So is your pink slip. Get out. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about your process in the NFL. Did you win or did you not win? I don't care what your process was. If your process is great, but your result sucks, guess what? You're fired. And and you know what? Sometimes your process isn't going to be that damn good, but you have Mahomes, and he he runs for whatever the hell it was, 20 yards on third and 18, and it's like, you won. I'm sure there's a lot of Titans fans right now who are like, I can't believe they lost this game. You know, we, we did all Who can, yeah, yeah, but you did. I mean, ultimately, though, you lost – and you know what? I'll give you a really good example of, of that dichotomy. I watch, You know what I watched in the early window today? I watched two games. Had them on two different screens. Chargers and Falcons, which, by the way, that game should be mandatory that those two teams get together every year. What a crap show. Just, <laughs> I mean, the whole game. It was like a battle to see who's worse. Secondly, watch the Bills and the Jets. And the Bills were up 14-3, and everything was good, and they got a turnover with Wilson in the third quarter. And, and you know what? They lost. Like, I, 
You think you think the Bills are sitting there going, hey, you know, we really kind of outplayed the Jets for a lot of the game. Yeah, you did. No, you didn't. Like, I, ultimately, who would you rather be tonight, Kansas City or Buffalo? You know, I mean, Buffalo probably played a crisper game, but it, Buffalo also had two hideous interceptions from Allen, who, by the way, the only guy who's got more picks this year than Josh Allen is Matt Ryan. So just a heads up on that. Yeah, that's right. So an eight. But my point is, like, again, to go back full circle, you win or you lose in the NFL. There's none of this, like, in baseball's 162 games. You know, all right, all right, yeah, we lost two out of three. It's all right. It's like starting the baseball season on September 15th. You just go, man. Like, if you start baseball season September 15th, would you care if you had a six-three lead in the ninth and some reliever gave up two runs but you won? You'd be like, that guy's a problem. But we won. And in the NFL, that's what matters. This game was not pretty. But you know what? If they go, out, if they win, they win. And the next week they'll play Jacksonville. Do you think this game's going to have any bearing on that game? No. They didn't have injuries. They got out. They won. We got some super chats to get to. Um Appreciate you all. Uh, man, I can't keep up with them. Um, okay, so uh, let, me, let me catch up. Let me catch up. Sorry, everybody. Um, Corey said, uh, uh, Patrick, is that a, a Kadarius Tony jersey? No, man, this is, uh, this is one of the goats. Joe. Joe Montana, number 19. I was um, worried it was Josh Gordon for a second. No, it's not, not a Josh Gordon jersey. Um Love, love you guys. All invited to my wedding. Okay, Corey, Corey Barnard. Two questions, three questions. Open bar. When is it? Where is it? Is it an open bar? And if it is an open bar, and it's 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 close enough for the four of us to get to, I would, you know, buy some more liquor. That's all I'm going to say. You might regret inviting us. Well, um, I was at a wedding on Saturday night. Let me tell you something. I'm playing hurt today, but I'm here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was my sister-in-law's wedding. We had a good time. My daughter danced herself literally until she fell asleep on a table. So that, that, that's how that night ended. You uh, came but, in with the questionable tag, but yeah, you made yeah. it. We made it work. I was upgraded to probable by about 11 o'clock this morning. You don't have much of a choice when one of your kids comes in screaming at you and you know, wake you up at 9.30. You went to um, see the Chiefs training staff. They got you some Pedialyte. I could use some. Where, uh, yeah, where's the wedding? When is the wedding? The open bar. If it's not an open bar, just leave the chat. And then also, lastly, uh, is a is there a plus one on the table for this? Because if I could if I could bring my wife, then I could probably really make it work. I, I I'm serious. If I could make it work, I'd actually, I'd, I'd go. What the hell? Yeah. You know, oh, I totally would go. hundred percent. You want to invite me to your wedding, man? I'm I'm ready to party. Yeah, yeah. Next um, fall, the- Kansas City. Yeah, you you name it, bro. We'll we'll try to figure that out. We'll be there, man. Um, uh, uh, Rhett says, uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, and, and we should talk about this. What's the deal with Butker? Uh, I used to feel confident whenever he trotted out onto the field. Not so much anymore. Is this just typical Butker? He has his weird games, or is this this just a guy who's a little inconsistent? He might still be hurt. I mean, for all we know, the ankle is still bothering him. I know he's had issues with extra points in the past. He- He's confident, though, when it comes to game winners. He's confident when it comes to 50-plus yarders. He's still one of the better kickers in the NFL. So as much as we can scream and moan and and complain about these, you know, missed 30-yarders and extra points, who do you want over him? You can tell me Justin Tucker. Yes, you're not getting him. Who on the open market right now is better than Harrison Bucker? 
Name a guy. I, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, it's frustrating. But, like, if that game, like, if at the end of the, say, at the end of the overtime or the end of the first half or whatever, they needed a 52-yarder, I would have been, like, 98% sure he was going to just drill it. What if it was a 27-yarder? Like, 72% sure? I feel like he's got the he's got the clutch gene. Like, when they need a kick, he hits the kick, and it's just I don't this know. weird. They like, needed him against the Bengals last year in the playoffs. And he, Her point. He, he's Her just point. now back, though, too, for me. He had a long time off for a kicker. Think of being a golfer. Think of what happens when you take a long time off. You're not going to be taking taken my whole life off. So I mean, I'm still going to hit snap hooks when I play all the time. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not, I'm not good. If you're a good golfer and you take a, a few weeks off, good luck. Kickers are like golfers. A lot of it's confidence. It's all about rhythm, practice. Bucker's going to be fine. I Bucker is one of the, the, the least of my worries when it comes to what the Chiefs do going forward. I agree. I agree. I like Butker was infuriating tonight, but I'll tell you, other than Justin Tucker, if you said to me, you got to make a 50-yard field goal to win the Super Bowl, who do you want? Him. And to me, that's you know, like him. I want yeah. I want him. Last year in the playoffs, he misses a kick against the Bills. I have 48, 49 yards, whatever, drills it. The, the Bengals game, you know, the field goal overtime, bangs it right down the middle. Like he has he ever has he ever missed a clutch field goal? Like honestly, he's, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. He ever missed one? So he can be frustrating, but no, I would take him. Right now, my biggest concerns with the Chiefs, in any order you want to put them in, the tackles are becoming a problem. Like, this is starting to get to a point now where it's got to get fixed. And if they have to move some guys around, then they got to move some guys around. This, I know the Titans are a very good front. I get it. This has been a problem all year. It's, it's, got, it's got to be rectified. That's number one. Number two, I think the, the lack of an ability to run – consistently is a problem. Now, I'm not saying they got to run the ball for 150 yards a game. That's not who they are. That's fine. But those two issues are intertwined. If you cannot run the ball, you're going to have a problem. And I've said it on this podcast. I've said it on radio. I've written it, tweeted it, you name it. When you can run the ball, you are instantly a better pass blocking team. Instantly. What are the two games this year They've been the best in, in pass blocking. Tampa, the Niners. They're probably the two best front safe players. They've run the ball on those two teams. And it becomes much harder to tee off when it's second and five and third and two. It's harder to do that. So they've got to figure this out. Even if it's gimmicky, even if it's jet sweeps and pitches, and I don't care. It doesn't matter. However, you get in the second and five, that's fine. But there's got to be more of that. Because you're going to get – I promise you it's coming. You're going to get into a game in the playoffs where some team's going to say, F it. We're just teeing off the whole game. We're not going to care about them trying to run it. They're not even going to try. They can't do it. We're going to just pin our ears back and go. And everybody wants to know the formula to beat them. That's the formula. Now, it's not easy to execute because you're still going to stop them. I mean, it's still you still have to cover. You still have to get them all. Tennessee – shut off their run game as well as any team will all year long, and Tennessee still couldn't beat him because Mahomes takes off, ambling downfield like he's 65 years old, but somehow picks up 20 yards. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's it's a hell of a lot easier said than done. But if they could run the ball, even for four yards, four and a half yards a clip, 
that would drastically change their pass protection problems. How much of this is that they just won't run the ball? Like, I don't think that's what it is. They can't, I, I think they you don't think run. it's rhythm. Like they run, I, well, they run like once every fifteen plays. You don't think yeah. that that impacts the, the the offensive lineman getting into a rhythm of, pat, of of run blocking, especially when half of them are probably RPOs and they don't know whether they're running or passing or what the hell is going on behind them. You'd run more if you won more. Yeah. How about that? The, the only game that comes to mind where they actually ran the ball successfully and stopped was the Bengals playoff game. Yes. Which to this day may, gives me agita. Like I, I still can't get over the fact that they stopped running. But yes, you're right. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you want look, we always talk about Chiefs here, Chiefs podcast, but because the NFL is 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 more than just one team, I think it's also good to note, like, you know who's having a really hard time stopping the run right now? It's starting to really bite him in the ass, is Buffalo. Buffalo cannot stop the run. Green Bay ran the ball down their throat the entire game. Now, look, Green Bay made mistakes, and then they fell behind, and they lost. Okay, Buffalo could not stop them from running the football. And Green Bay does not have a very good offensive line right now. I watched that Jets-Bells game today. The Jets just lined up. And, you know, on the, so the final drive of the game for the Jets, I might be off by a couple yards on this. The Jets started – at their own seven-yard line. They drove the ball, I believe, to the Bills' 10. So what is that? It's 83 yards. They threw one time for like five yards on the drive. They just lined up and ran it over and over. And Buffalo knew it was coming and just couldn't stop them. And that's not Brees Hall. There's no Ollie Varitucker. None of it. Didn't... the Chiefs want a way to beat Buffalo in the playoffs, find a way to do we did actually a couple of years ago against them and just pound it at them. It I mean, they could they could not stop it. I'll tell you right now, if I'm Minnesota next week in Buffalo, you better believe I'm gonna ball Dalvin Cook early in that game and say, until you shut it off, here it comes. Prove we can stop it. That's I'm not, you know. look, I'm not saying that they ran you know, they didn't run well tonight and when they tried to run. But I am saying that in this game, okay, they had 19 rushing attempts. Six of those, subtract those. Those were runs by Mahomes. Subtract another one because it was the Michael Burton fullback dive when they knew that they were going to try to run short yardage. Like, I'm not counting it as like a regular run towards their average. He it did finally stuffed. didn't work, though. It usually works. It does usually work. But by, at this point, teams know that's one of their go-to short yardage, right? So no one's surprised when he's in there, by yeah. It's so a that, tell. So that leaves you with 12... 12 attempts. This is a game where Mahomes attempted 68 passes. 68 passes and only 12 of them. So those were and, and, and 12 runs. So like I mean, how, how many on, yards man. do those runs go for? There's 12 runs. How many yards, Patrick? About a yard. <laughs> a yeah, yard 14, it's, four, it's 14 yards. Why are you going to keep doing that? But, because but here's, establish here's it. Why? No, establish Travis no. Kelsey. They couldn't because, stop, they couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. Because they that. because they fucking panic, man. Like it's it, as soon as as soon as Andy runs one time and it goes for one yard, he's like, "I'm not calling another run for the rest no, of this drive." They called twelve of them and they went for one yard. What yeah, do you want to do? You want to just put yourself in second and nines, dude? You have Patrick Mahomes. You like, occasionally be... try it twice in a row for Christ's sake. They come you, out. You can't sit here and say they've got to run better. They've got to run better, and they don't actually run. Like they never run. They never get in any kind of rhythm. Like you can't just be like. You, you I know. agree, Patrick. They yeah. they run on first down, and it doesn't work, which is predictable. 
And then they, you know, after that half-assed effort, they forget about the run for seven or eight minutes, and then they do it again. And right. that's just never going to work. Teams know what they're going to do, right? They know if it's like third and three, the Chiefs ain't running the fucking ball, right? They know they're not running the ball. If they occasionally hand it off there, they might get a gain of 12 yards. because They should be doing that either way. Right, but they don't. There's like, no one in the box. Point. Like, I'm they're not saying to... they're not a great running team, but we've we've seen them this season okay. run well on teams. Right. They ran well against Tampa Bay, who's an incredible run defense, and they they seem like. But like, I don't know. It's like if it's like the first three or four runs don't work for Andy, he's like, "Fuck it, we're throwing seventy balls." You know what? Some of it's on Andy. There's, there's truth in that. God knows there's truth in that. I agree with both of you guys to an extent. There's truth. In the, in the sense of the Chiefs do not stick to the run game. And I think there's part of the Chiefs and Randy and, and, and Biennemi that just go, look, man, we got Mahomes. Like, I, we're not going to slam our head into a brick wall here, run the ball 25, 30 times, and we can't get a push, which I think is probably smart. The, the other thing, though, that it, it's, it's got it's to be said, how many times do they try to run the ball and it's just a wall at the line of scrimmage? I mean, they can't move. Guys. The other thing I will say, if you're going to run the ball, and I actually thought they did a good job in terms of their mix of Pacheco and Alaire, like trying to do different things. I thought that was better coming out of the bye. I hope they stick with that. I think they'll have more success. But the one criticism I do have, of it, they have a lot of these runs where they're in like the pistol or the gun. And it's very, it takes forever. Like they get the snap, then they handle, and it's like, this, stop with this read option shit and just run it. I don't need. Yes. Like, I'm not saying never to mix it in, but it's enough of this shit. Hand the ball off. Or, by the way, are they good for like two or three penalties every game for this? Because they have an illegal man downfield because they don't know right. if it's a run or a pass. And what's the point of the run? What's the point of the read option if they know you're never going to run the because, fucking ball? Because in theory, you freeze the backers and. If Mahomes is going to throw, it's got to be out quick. The problem is, is Mahomes – and look, this is part of his greatness. He will hold the ball because he always feels he can – but then if you're – you know, let's just say Creed Humphrey, you don't know if you handed the ball off. Like, he's going to turn time to turn around great Pat, you still got it? Like, so you start to push downfield. You get two, three yards down the line. You're screwed. My thing is, that is a co- coaching thing. Enough of this crap. Stop, like, stop with this, like, or am I going to give it to McKinney? Give it to him or don't give it to him. But the other thing, the one thing tonight I was disappointed in as well in the passing game, and it's a minor note, but I think it's worth noting. They were getting upfield so fast. Throw a couple of screens at him. And they actually did it a couple times. And McKinnon actually had one that if he didn't trip, I think he would have gone for a while. But, yeah. like, that's the point. Why not run that again? And lastly, real quick, Kadarius Tony after the first couple drives, did he pass away? Like, the guy looks great the first couple drives, and they're like, all right, it's enough of him. That's enough. Like, we can't play him anymore. I, yeah, we had a question I, about that, Verterim. Actually, it was a super chat from Wiley. He said, oh. uh, what did you guys think about Kadarius Tony's play in limited snap tonight? I thought he looked good. Like, I don't, I don't know why. Like, they throw him the ball. He makes a nice catch, runs the guy over, first down. The Chiefs are like, that's it. That's enough. Get out. Like, okay. They did try to go to him in overtime. There was a penalty. They did. The, that is but like but the what plays were, were they using him on? They weren't using him on any intricate play. They were basically wide receiver screens. I, he probably just isn't up to date with the play. Yeah. But 
Sure, but my, my point is he doesn't obviously have a full grasp of the playbook just now coming to Kansas City. Yeah, he had the bye, yeah. but I'm assuming that was the majority. We talk about it all the time. Rookies, new guys, Andy Reid's play calling, the, the offensive playbook. It, it's, it's vast. It's in-depth. It takes time to learn. I, I'm assuming that's the majority of the reason why. Frankly, I saw more Tony than I expected. Yeah, you guys. Did you guys see him lay somebody out? Did you guys see that on a block? Yes. I did not. Yes, I did. That's it was, it was on a run with Mahomes, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a prerequisite for being a wide receiver on the team is to be able to block. Um, yeah, look, you don't want him. You don't want him. He's got no chemistry with Mahomes yet. Like you don't want him turning the wrong way or something, and then leading to an interception or a pick six. I I I, I like the conservative approach in this one. A couple more super chats. Austin Choi said, uh, Adam nailed it. They run too predictably. Um, we had one from our, from Shane Falco. Uh, any concerns with Sky? It's week nine. As much flack as we give Hardman, he was able to come in and have an impact as a rookie. Well, as a returner. I mean, as a, re- as a receiver, he was okay. He was fine. He's better than Sky Moore's been. I'm also, you know, I, got, I just, I don't know. Caught that jump pass against the Titans. Yeah, took it to the house. Yeah. No, he had a touchdown against the Wingle that year. Had some moments. He did. Oh, he did. He was better than Morris, man. I guess there's just a part yeah. of me that says, you know what, man? If they walk out of this draft class with three starting level corners, and they walk out of it with even you know, Brian Cooks a solid safety, I'm like, that's a great class. I'm not like I, I can't. Carl Loftus showed up tonight. Yeah, and I actually think he's going to be fine, Carl Loftus. But it's like, all right, if you missed on Sky Moore, like, all right. I mean, so what? Like, I, I mean, I. I get like people. It's a second round pick. Okay, I mean Boogie Basham was a second round pick for the Bills. How's that working out? They, they they're not sitting there going, well, wait, it's, "That's it, boys. We can't win a Super Bowl now." I mean, if they walk out of that draft with three guys who can really play in the secondary, that's awesome. I'm not, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and freak out about it now. Has he been disappointing? Yeah, he's been very disappointing. Um, but to me, like I look at the draft class as a whole. And if you took ten players and you land on thirty or forty percent of that, that's a that's a good that's a really good haul, especially when you're them and you draft all the way at the back of these rounds. You know, I can I can live with that. That's fine. I Sometimes these say, second round picks take time too. Like Terrace Marshall for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, sure. It's been like a season and a half, and he's finally starting to come on. Starting to come on. Yeah, time. like Sky Moore's not a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave. Small school guy. Remember yeah. that too. It's about opportunity too. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the, a lot of it comes down to opportunity. They they, they sign two or or two higher profile wide receivers to be ahead of him and Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Marquez Valdez uh, Scantling, obviously McCall Hardman still above him on the depth chart, and then Travis Kelsey is the main target. There wasn't a lot of of reps to go around for Sky Moore. That's what it comes down to. McCall had 538 yards as a rookie. He had six touchdowns, and even him, it took a while to get him integrated into the system. I'm not worried about Sky Moore. If you're judging Sky Moore off of what he does this year, that's too short-sighted in my opinion. It takes, what, two-plus years to really get a good grasp a lot of times. I think we've been so – we've seen Jamar Chase. We've seen Justin Jefferson. We've seen Chris Olave. We've seen Drake London. Like You're starting to see more and more rookie wide receivers have a major impact early on, but you also look at the opportunity that they're in the the system they're in. It's, okay, this is now our guy. Sky right. Moore is not the guy. Right. And, and, and you know, a guy like Garrett Wilson, like who the hell else are they going to throw the ball to? You know, Drake London hasn't been putting up big numbers, but like they don't have quarterbacks, you know, like Olave, they don't have anybody. Like, so 
But I, I want to talk about McCole Hardman for a second. Like, he, I think he's having a really good year. He had a drop tonight that was frustrating. But there's been a couple times this season where Mahomes has either missed him yep. on a pass or actually missed him. And he did again tonight. Didn't see him wide open for a touchdown. And part of that might be because, you know, Mahomes, he's not going to McCole Hardman one or two. Um, but should he start looking McCole Hardman's way a little bit he's more? He's not very big either, so there's that. He's he's not, but, I mean, the opportunities have been there for some big plays from McCole that just haven't worked out. I'll tell you right now, I just was literally looking up his numbers. That's why I was looking down at my phone. So if you, his average right now for the season, if you put it all together, uh, would be 631 yards receiving. And – he would be, let me just make sure I'm right with this, with touchdowns. So he's on pace, touchdown-wise, for 14 touchdowns. Uh, you do a hell of a lot worse. That's all right. I mean yeah. – He's due for some regression probably, but – But, like, okay, but let's, let's say he finishes the year with 650 yards and nine touchdowns. I mean – you. the I Giants sign him for $20 million a year, or the Jags. See, this is the thing, like, Chiefs, all these people are always like, we well, can't bring him back because they've carries Tony. Look, I, I like his upside. I'm letting McCall Hardman walk because I traded for carries Tony. Now, if look, if he gets some offer, you know, that they're just not going to ma- – fine, fine. I mean, you don't want to go crazy. But if, if he comes to the Chiefs at the end of the year, his agent comes to the Chiefs and says, listen, I'd like three years and $30 million. I want what MVS got. I'd do that. I mean, you're not going to sign him? Like, he's a, by the way, also, if he's not the punt returner the rest of the year, there should be an investigation. Yes. Leave yes. him. If I, if I got to watch one other guy go back there and fumble the ball, leave him back there. So to me, he's a very good. Justin returner. Watson did okay, though. He's fine. He's fine. Leave Hardman back there. Like, you have a, a very good punt returner. You have a guy who, who can run the ball on those sweeps, which he's by far the best guy they have in that, and they love doing that. If he gives you six to 700 yards receiving, that guy's valuable. He's not the number one receiver on the team. But like Levi says, I'm letting Hardman walk because he's mid. Okay, well, who are you going to give it to? Sky Moore? Because he's worse than mid right now. What are you going to – like, I, I – I, yeah, and you want to draft a receiver, Levi? That's cool. Hey, man, I'm on board with that. That's fine. That doesn't mean, though, that you can't bring back – because, first of all, if it's a three- or $30 million deal, it's really a two-year deal, okay? And it doesn't mean you can't draft a receiver. I'm, I'm cool with that. I got no beef with that. But I would I would bring Hardman back before I brought back Watson or was like, well, they've got to get more out there. Like, look, they're trying to win. Again, it's got to be the right price. That's look, that's in here nor there. He played a very good game tonight, and they do not win that game tonight without him. So he, he did a hell of a job. And as far as Kadarius Tony goes, you can never have too much speed. The Miami Dolphins are showing that. You know, give us as many speedy wide receivers as we can put out there. So be it. And having a deep set of weapons, like we're seeing that start to pay off for the Chiefs. Like, look at all the guys that caught ball, like Christian Watson. I mean, again, comes up with a big play, right? Um, you know, you get you get Juju making plays. Nothing from MVS tonight. They brought back Jarek McKinnon. He caught six MVS balls. MVS had, had a pretty nice grab, the one thing he did do. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry I misspoke. I, I Justin Watson. Um, Justin Watson, you know, two balls for 37. One was a really big catch, uh, you know, and he, he's made a big catch. But, like, so this is good. This is what you want. You want Mahomes surrounded by weapons. I love that they went out and got Tony. 
and just kind of like, let's see where the chips fall the rest of the season. Work that guy in. He's super fast. Put him out there. Adds another dimension. Put MVS. Like, just see, see if anybody emerges. And even if they don't, it's okay if, like, one person does. You know who? You know, we got to be concerned about Travis Kelsey, right? He's the guy. He's the, he's the stud. He's the Hall of Famer. Everybody else, they can have their day. And that was, I think, the plan when they put together this offense. All right. Um, it's getting late. Getting late early, as they say. Um, let's, uh, let's give out some hardware. Let's give out some arrowheads. Uh, let's start with you, Vertoram. Who's getting an arrowhead from you tonight? You're muted, buddy. Vertoram's mic. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, me. I get, a, I get an arrowhead because I sat through it. Uh, that's actually my, <laughs> my dad's line, but I'm, I'm stealing it. All I guess we both get one. No. Um. Listen, I, I think you've got to give it just defensively, just as a blanket statement, right? I mean, they, they were so good, the last, you know, whatever it was, you know, seven, eight drives, second half, and overtime. Um. But on a more individual level. I'm going to give him to Carlos Dunlap. He had a sack and a half. Um, played really well. And then, you know, it's funny. If you listen to the broadcast, all night you're hearing about how Kelsey's getting shut down. Kelsey had 106 yards. <laughs> like, but it, it's got to be for me. I'm not going to try to – I mean, there's, there's some obvious ones. I'll say Dunlap and Kelsey for me. Uh, they, they, were, they were awesome. Dunlap seems to be kind of their closer. You know, you start seeing him, him pop up more in the second half when it when it when it matters. Um, so I'm good with that. Uh, Adam, who gets arrowheads from you? Two guys that haven't been mentioned yet: Legarius Sneed and Willie Gay. Always seem to be around the ball. Had some really important stops tonight, and also Noah Gray. Of course, the two catches, but he also had a block when Mahomes was scrambling. And he was really smart to just kind of screen and get in the way and not get a penalty. And it kept the drive alive. Just a really savvy player that hopefully long-term is Travis Kelsey's understudy. He's coming along quite nicely. Yeah, really good second year for Noah Gray. Not really much of an impact at all last year. Making plays this year. We're talking about him on the podcast. Like He's around. He's doing stuff. That's really good to see. And I, I agree with you on Legereus Sneed. Five total tackles. He defended two passes tonight. Um, just, you know, one of the best tacklers. And they talked about it on the broadcast. Like, get Legereus Sneed down there in the box because he's one of your better tacklers on that defense when it comes to the corners. Sterling? Colin Saunders. Yeah. Colin Saunders was, was incredible. Uh, and again, if he plays like this, taking more snaps away from Derek Nottie, who I don't know what's happening to Derek Nottie. He's not having a great season. Uh, but... But Colin Saunders, my goodness, is he finally starting to come into his own? He's dynamic. He can actually get after the quarterback as well from the interior. Uh, he's a good partner next to Chris Jones. I mean, Colin Saunders, my goodness, give him an arrowhead. I want to give it one more, but I don't want to take it if it's a guy you're going with. Patrick, are, are you giving it to a cornerback? No. Okay, Trim McDuffie gets my other one. McDuffie for first game back. Didn't hear his name at all except for one great play. That's what you want from a cornerback, isn't it? Nice. When you don't hear all the penalties, all the flags being thrown. Trim yeah. McDuffie? No. Trent, good. It was a good. This was a great because it was kind of like a scrimmage for Trent McDuffie. 
<laughs> we're not a lot of balls going his way. You know, you're not out there covering Jamar Chase or, you know, Justin Jefferson or anything. Good to ease him back in. You know, he didn't even get to complete his first pro game. So yeah. I was happy for him. Um, mine goes to Tommy Townsend. Tommy Townsend had to put in the work tonight. And as he's been oftentimes this year, was great. Six, six punts, 283 yards, average 47.2 big long high punts gave his guys time to get down there uh had two inside the 20 only one touchback and had a long of 53 so he gets one for me and do i want to give out another one here oh yeah juju smith schuster i mean 10 catches 88 yards on 12 targets moved the chains for them on a number of occasions really another you know we weren't sure how it was going to work out with these guys early on but it's starting to become a pattern now with juju and that's really good news for the Chiefs as they continue to find their offensive identity. A couple more Super Chats to get to really quickly. Um, uh, I got to give one to uh, uh, our guy Wies, Wiesbowski from the Thursday stream, Verderam. Remember the Titans fan? Yep. He gave us Super Chat. He came back. Shout out, brother. Um, I'm pissed, boys. Uh, Titans, TFU, angry emoji. So, hey, man, like – you watched the Thursday stream. We weren't particularly high on on the Titans. I'm a lot higher on them now than I was before. Um, that's a hell of a defense. They play hard. You get Ryan Tannehill back. Um, Vrabel can coach, man. Vrabel can coach. Yeah, he should feel a lot better. And then um, uh, Shane Falco, again, with another super chat. Appreciate you, Shane. Uh, uh, he says, Bolton, because of the third down tackle to knock them out of field goal range in the fourth quarter, Titans go up 11 there, and it's over. Uh, Shane dropping an arrowhead as well. Verderam, I saw you had something to say. Yeah, also Levi's super chat. Thanks, man. Uh, Hardman averaging 35 yards per game in his career, 10 million. Yeah, I'd, I would give him 10 million a year because uh, it's also got to be the right structure. I mean, I'm not like guaranteeing that the whole thing. So um, it would probably be structured like MVS's, which is really like one year deal after one year deal after one year deal. But would I give him the upside of 10 million a year? Yeah, I would. I would. Um, you know, with the, with the right structure and guarantees. There's a lot of wiggle room in that. Did anybody give Mahomes an arrowhead? I feel like we never give Mahomes because arrowhead. Because I didn't, I, I, I purposely just, did not say that. Cheating. I, I purposely didn't like say he that. Gets one. I mean, him, Mahomes. Yeah, like, Mahomes. I, they don't win this game without him just being ridiculous. And I, look, I get it. He threw a million times. To me, I don't even care about him throwing the ball. To me, it wasn't about it. Was It was the big plays. Like, how many times in that game – did he take off even early in the game? Like he didn't slide. He ran some guy over. He went into like it was he basically was like, We stink tonight offensively. I will just win us the football game because I can't take it anymore. How yeah. often I mean, they were getting frustrated offensively. How often do you see Kelsey take his helmet off and just wail it? Like that they yeah, were, well, he should have been mad. He should have been. But I mean, they were they were pissed, man. Like that game. The the one thing I will say with the Chiefs, and I I've said all night. I don't think there's a ton of carryover in the NFL from game to game because I, I don't. I think there's a lot of who's healthy, who's not, all that stuff. They better come out with a sense of purpose against Jacksonville in this next game. I, yeah. I, I really – I don't want to see the Chiefs screwing around for half of the game, three quarters of the game because Jacksonville's three and six. And, by the way, shout out to Jacksonville. Hilarious, hilarious loss by the Raiders. Like, yeah. imagine being a fan of that. Where you have now had a 17 nothing lead, not once, twice. And oh, by the way, 
You had a 20-0 lead, and you're 0-3 in those games. That is impossible. And two of those games were against the Jags and the Cardinals. Like, the hilarity level that the Raiders have reached is just astronomical. So I appreciate the Raiders for being who they are. But hey, listen, big picture, all kidding aside, Chiefs are now tied for the best record in the AFC. That win against Tennessee, they're a game up with a breaker on them now. They are ahead up. It is a match race with them in Buffalo. And by the way, the Chiefs, the rest of the year, they both have nine games left. The Chiefs only have three games left against teams with winning records. That's it. Chargers, the Bengals, the Seahawks. The Bills, of their last nine games, they have six teams with winning records. Beat them out. It's going to be... That's right. It's going to be a great finish. And I, I, I'll i note that 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 Week 18 Chiefs-Raiders game, the kickoff time is TBD. Now, I know that's for, for other reasons than what I'm about to say, but, you know, maybe they're just they're saying they, they just might just fold the franchise. So <laughs> Is Josh McDaniels TBD, you know? Yes. Is he going to still be around by Week 18? I don't he know, might man. be the second-best head coach in the AFC West. <laughs> that's true. Ouch. That's true. What that could be his when they call him in, you know, when they call him in to fire him, we like a Josh, group man. Firing, dude. You were it's a like a group fire, and you bring all the other coaches, yeah. Andy Reid, sitting to the side, sugar with the medicine, coaches. right? Yeah. You were a disaster in Denver. You're a disaster here. You'd be like, hey, man, I'm not. I'm better than these other two clowns in the AFC West. I I wrote my stack in the box. I'm already safe for my cheese blur. I'm going to write this podcast. And in one of the sections, I wrote about Josh McDaniels. And I, went, and I broke down, like, why he's a train wreck. And the deeper you go statistically, the more almost impossible it is. Like, it is just – he. I don't have the numbers in front of me. His three years outside New England, when he was a Denver coach for two years, he didn't even last a full two years, okay? And as an offensive coordinator with the Rams, the teams – and I'm going to be off by this a little bit – or something – some ridiculous thing – like 11 and 33 and the offense averages like 16 points a game. And that like, now you go to the Raiders who have all these weapons and they're averaging like 22 something, which is like middle of the road. But they, they're just atrocious on third down. And then defensively today, after they fell behind 17, nothing, they gave up almost like seven yards of play to Jacksonville. Like it's it's just comical stuff. Like just absolutely ridiculous football. But good on the Raiders. Um, you know, two and six. Remember when they were going to win the division? Yeah, those are Pepper Farm remembers. Remember when? Remember when Denver was going to win the division? Like so, that is one thing to uh, laugh about. As we're hey, don't, the don't Chargers were going to win six yeah. Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, well, yeah. Man, they actually hang their banners. Uh, the three fans they have go out and they 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 go they actually get, go in the field and, and clap and it's and they raise the banner. It's the since 2018 actually they've been doing yeah. this. I I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, not the ending. Maybe the Chargers won, but I don't know if I saw this. So they were tied with the Falcons with like uh, less than a minute to go, like 40 seconds. Comical. And Eckler runs the ball and like all he has to do is literally fall over. Like that's all he has to do. And they can just kick Atlanta's out of timeouts. You can't stop the clock. Kick a field goal, go home, right? Eckler runs off tackle, fumbles the ball. The Falcons pick the ball up and start running the other way. Now, like the guy probably wouldn't have scored because Herbert had an angle and it, you know, but like there's a chance. 
before Herbert even gets to make contact, the guy in the Falcons just fumbles the football. Like, nobody <laughs> touches him. Nothing happens. Just flies out of his hands. Chargers pick it up, move the ball, and kick a field goal. And I walked away from the game being like, you know what? I don't care if they win or lose this game. They suck. Like, this is the most ridiculous football game. Atlanta rushes for 200 yards. The Chargers just can't stop it. By the way, the Niners are getting the Chargers next week in San Francisco. Niners are off a bye. I would bet real money the Niners rush for a minimum of 250 in that game. Like, there is no chance the Chargers are stopping them. So we can all enjoy that on Sunday Night Football. That one could get ugly. Um, just uh, uh, one more super chat to get to. Uh, Bumpa BB. Uh, I was wondering, is MVS even on the field? Yeah, he's out there. Uh, just wasn't wasn't his night. It's it's got it is a rough look to not have any production on a night where Mahomes threw like seventy passes. Um, you can get anything. Nothing. Just running wind sprints hey. out there. Yeah, twelve yards. Come on. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's a decoy. Um, all right, everybody, we gotta get out of here. It's it's uh it's after midnight Arrowhead time, uh, and it's it's an hour later for our, all of our clocks, our internal clocks here with this uh this daylight savings time madness. So thank you so much for first of all to all of our members for your support for all the super chats, everybody who was watching, everybody who voted for Patrick Mahomes for MVP tonight. Final tally is five hundred and thirty two votes. For Mahomes for MVP, I will fax those into the league office first thing tomorrow morning. You have my word. Um, listen, we'll be back starting tomorrow uh, here on the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel. Vertigram's got a mailbag coming. Um, to the Tuesday show with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. You need to head over to arrowheadaddict.com and read all the fallout from tonight's game. Hit us up on Wednesday here at the YouTube channel for Sterling and Adam's show on Wednesdays, which is a lot of fun. And Vertigram and I will be back on Thursday to preview Chiefs versus the Jaguars. That was a mouthful. All right, everybody, thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. If you want to become a member, I want to see you in the Discord. Hit the link in the description. Join the Arrowhead Addict family and support our podcast so we can keep bringing you more great Chiefs content. Love to all of our supporters, and we'll see you next week. Until then, for Adam Best, Sterling Holmes, Matt Verderam, our producer Richard, and Matt Connor, who's hard at work right now on arrowheadaddict.com. My name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you next week. And until then, go Chiefs. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.